because AC Milan did not deserve to lose. That's the bottom line. I, I think With a loss is too much for us. I mean, we did not deserve to lose. Oh, at least a tie. At There's least a tie. Let me fix my hair. You're ready. Take two. <laughs> what is up, everybody? And welcome back to the Seria Audio Experience with IFTV. We've got an interesting day today. Interesting round of Seria. Lots of goals, lots of disappointments, and lots of sad faces today. Antonio, you don't look too happy today. I am happy. I mean, I, I predicted the game. I mean, uh, sad faces. Do I look sad to you? I'm not sad. You looked I, a little bit sad today. Uh, it's all right. One, the one person who's not here is really happy, which is Peter, who's in Milano. He yeah. was actually at the Derby. With that snake of his friend over there, right? <laughs> that backstabber. Ludovico? Ludovico, yeah. Well, why is he a backstabber? Yeah, because all he wants, he wants AC Milan to lose, to prove his point. No, you know what? Because he's afraid that we're going to catch him up. He actually, he said, um, today, he said, Milan and Inter fans were killing each other. He goes, and the Napoli fans were smiling. As you see, you see, after. I was right then, I was right. You guys, uh, Peter and Ludovico were having so much fun um, over in Milano. There's a lot of good uh, stories on our Instagram at Italian Football TV. Uh, but the one funny part was that after the match, like I said, I think Peter brought the luck to Inter today because we've never seen Inter play this well. All of a sudden, Peter goes over to the San Siro and Inter, they're, they're playing, everything's clicking, they're winning games, they're playing good. Had to be Peter, right? Listen, the next time, the next time that I know that Peter is going to Milan or Italy for any reasons, I'm going to have to come to JFK and ground the plane. <laughs> this guy here is not moving from here anymore, okay? That's illegal, Antonio. What do you mean that's illegal? Don't yeah. worry, I'm going to throw myself on the tarmac. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> so. so, Peter is very smart. Right after the match, he starts FaceTiming us with Ludovico. You know, they're cheering, they're having a good time. And he goes, you know... Antonio and I made a bet, and which he, I don't remember. Which well, I don't remember. We, 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 can, we can easily play the clip. It's recorded. It? It's recorded. Everything's recorded. And he went so far that he got his brother to bring over the thing that we bet on. So you see, and I have it right here. Mike, hold this. The Inter flag that you said you were gonna hang outside, outside of your house. house for a year, right? For a year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're for, crazy. For, for a week, Antonio is supposed to um, hang this Inter flag outside Listen, his house. What you could do is, you, his, Peter is not around, go to your house, hang it, take a picture, and say, listen, I did it. And then, no, I'm going to go around and take a picture to see if it's we're gonna We're going to put a 24-hour camera <laughs> right on. You put it on. Put, put it on. Put it on, too. Uh, do I look like a house to you? <laughs> it's going to be hanging on the house. No, 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 no on, on me. Take this guy. Exactly. Leave, leave it here. Oh, oh man. So... It was very funny that Peter Peter remembered. I forgot about it. Mm -hmm. If you didn't say anything, so Peter, there we go. Uh, we did it, and and now we gotta we gotta hang it up at your house. Yeah, okay, Peter, just enjoy yourself right now while you can, because you know times are gonna change. You know, after the good weather, it comes the bad weather for you. So now, 
you know, you're having good time. So hopefully, by the time you're going to come back, uh, Inter is going to go back again on, uh, on fourth position, <laughs> on fourth place. You're only two points difference right now. Before we get into the podcast, I want to remind mm. everybody, um, if you want to cop some cultural merch, ItalianFootballTV.com, hats, shirts, all kinds of different stuff. So head on over and uh, also subscribe and rate the podcast with five stars. We usually wait till the end to do this, but we're going to do it in the beginning this time. Five stars? Mm-hmm. Yes, five, definitely. Um, so let's get into this, and I think that we have to start with uh, with the derby, three two towards Inter. Um, I have to say that I've never seen Inter play so good all season, and somehow they came out with the right attitude, the right tactics, and the right formation with Luciano Spalletti on Thursday. They went out of of uh, Europa League. Horrible performance today. They look like a completely different team, and maybe it was the spark of uh, playing, you know, the, your cousin team right. that got them going. Um, but in it, what an incredible game for, for Inter. Everything went perfectly for that. The guy was or about to lose perfectly. his job. Spalletti was about to lose his job. And I, you know, I will have just... I don't think so. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. So I have to give the credit to Inter. He played much better than us the first half. They were kind of lucky couple, uh, for a couple episodes. And, um, and I have to be honest with you, I'm, I still have a problem with the penalty. For me... If you look at the penalty, if I will say I will put five referees and I will just see how many of them they will decide for the yes and how many they will be decided. And now I would bet you that three out of five will say that that was not a, a penalty. When, when I saw it in live time, I initially I thought it was a penalty. Then mm-hmm. when I went back and I saw a replay, to me, it did look like Politano was looking for it. And yeah. I'm not positive that there was contact. Mm-hmm. There was definitely contact. I saw it in slow motion, and there was contact. There was the VAR that went to see it. If they were not sure, it was not going to be. But there, there was contact, and I, I really don't understand why there was contact. The guy Politano was going outside of the area with his back to the goal. Why? Why would you even go close and and, and trying to? But. He was clipped and he was... Uh, but Gaetano, he, was he clipped thing. himself. That was wrong. I have to disagree with no, you. No, no, no. He no. clipped himself. The guy had both... Listen, Castillego had both feet planted. No, no, he didn't no. make any motion to, tri- I saw it in to slow clip motion him or to trip him. From uh, from the angle that I saw it, uh, it was... Yeah, maybe, maybe your angle was a little... Uh, <laughs> you know, it was a corner uh, that was a dark corner. The angle that we saw it over here in this country, in, in, uh, in Brooklyn... He was very clean. Forget about the, the penalty. The Inter played much better. They played a great first half. They really played well. They came out. They were playing with the heart. They were pressing. They were doing everything right. And the second half, uh, Milan uh, uh, made some made some adjustment, made some changes. And at one point, uh, you know, when it was 3-2, they were really close to, to tie the game. There was a, a shot which... Uh, uh, D'Ambrosio, he, he, he saved her almost on the line. I thought that ball it was, was Cutrone, right Cutrone, yeah. D'Ambrosio saved her. Yeah, but the shot was Cutrone's shot. Yeah. So, uh, great game. Um, they asked uh, Spalletti uh, what happened from the, um, from the game from um, the European League. How come in a couple of days he was able to change the team uh, and, and transform this team and a, a lot of it it's uh, uh, the name Inter this is the, the games that, that you go out and you know you play your art out for the uh, for the team you give everything you got so uh, Spalletti did say that he worked on the mental part uh, for this game 
Um, there's a lot of history there. So, you know, when you play a game like this, uh, you really don't need too much. Uh, you, you get motivated uh, by, by, by the derby. Now, when, uh, when you want, and I'll show you what happened on, the, on that first goal. So let's you, look you at it. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let, let's get into it a little bit more and then show us what, what, what okay. went wrong. I wanted to say that the, the big players for me for this match, for me Inter, that I was very surprised to see, number one, Politano. Mm -hmm. I thought Politano was sensational tonight. Always cutting in, always providing um, the energy that they needed, the spark, the creativity for Inter. Probably the best match I've ever seen Politano play, in my opinion. Number two is Skriniar. Skriniar, week after week, this guy proves to me why he's one of the best center backs in Europe and in the country. And I know we have we have a heated question that I already skimmed at that I think everybody's going to disagree on. Mm. Antonio, you're going to have to calm down a little bit because I think you're going to get upset. But um, what I was going to say is that uh, Skriniar was the second one, kept Piontek in his pocket. You know, we love Piontek. Tonight was not Piontek's night. Skriniar was, was incredible. And the third guy who has dipped under the radar since last year was is Gallardini. I thought Gallardini had a fantastic match. He helped bring, uh, be, be the balance for Inter. Um, and I thought it was huge. And then Lautaro Martinez, always providing energy, always, um, you know, pressuring the defender and doing all that. But those four, those three and four were the same. Uh, I think one of the best players was uh, Lautaro Martinez, 22-year-old uh, uh, an assist and a goal, taking a penalty and in the derby at 22, I think it shows that the, the, this, this kid has got uh, he's got leadership in him. No, mm. I, thought, I thought it was a great match too. Like Mar uh, Mark was also talking about how uh, they got out of Europa League and now all of a sudden this this uh, against against Milan is where they come up. Milan was doing so good; they're all confident, and it was Inter fans that were nervous. Oh, what are we gonna do? I saw a few people talking about uh, Inter's like I'd rather sign up for a draw right now because we know almost we we almost all said that me and you were saying a tie or even leading or towards a Milan win. You said a Milan win, Inter win, an Inter win, and you said an Inter win, but you don't really mean an Inter win. What do you mean I didn't win? No, no, if, no. I mean there is nothing that I'm going to be saying that you're going to be listen, believing me anymore. Listen, what are you, what are you trying to say? What I'm trying you to say? Is, the mic I said that Inter you, was going you to made, win. You made a bet. Okay. I, well, if you say we didn't, you would have won the bet. Sure. I won the if bet. You, I won you the bet. You didn't win the bet. <laughs> Why are you going to hang a flag for a year outside your house then? <laughs> We're getting that well, year Well, listen, the bottom line is this. Yeah. If AC Milan will have tied the game 3-3, nobody will be uh, just, uh, you know, making all of those big splash things about Spalletti and about it, the way they played and all the stuff because AC Milan did not deserve to lose. That's the bottom line. I, I think With a loss is too much for us. I mean, we did not deserve it should to have lose. Been a tie? Oh, at least a tie. At There's least a tie. No. I think Milan Milan built into the second half. The second half. One, once, better, uh, once you lost Paqueta, who was yeah. the best player the first half, and Gattuso said he went out for an injury, mm -hmm. I think that that hurt you guys a lot. And I'm not sure that the substitutions that were made were always at the right time and exactly what the team needed. At one point, Kessie was playing right back. But why don't you go and show... Show us. Um, All right, so if we go goal. if we go over on the first goal, a lot of mistakes made by AC Milan. So if the red is AC Milan, this is Donnarumma, this is the defense, and this is Vecino. Vecino is here, the first mistake, no pressure on Vecino. So I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Cassie was next to him, no pressure at all, the first mistake. So uh, he gives, uh, Vecino gives the ball to uh, Perisic. Perisic goes wide here, um, 
Rodriguez, he does a, a bad job by uh, by not stopping him, so he goes to the line. Uh, once uh, uh, Romagnoli sees that uh, Rodriguez Fernandez has the Rodriguez, as <laughs> yeah. the he's taking him, so he st he stays over here. He makes the cross. The cross goes to the second post, where. This is the the uh, the fullback Calabria. Calabria makes another mistake. He doesn't take on uh, Lautaro. Lautaro, what does he do? He puts the ball. In the meantime, Vecino is coming in. He's coming in. Nobody picks him up. This guy doesn't pick him up. This guy's all by himself. What happens when the cross comes in and he gets the ball? Romagnoli should have come. Romagnoli stops. He stops his run and he leaves this all area here. Once he sees that the ball goes here, Vecino goes in, he goes in, it's too late. So a lot of you have seven players from AC Milan inside the area, and you have only two players from Inter inside the area, and you let the guy score. So a lot of mistakes. No pressure on him. He came all the way here. Nobody picked him up. Romagnoli, he stops. Once the cross comes, he stops right here. Once the cross comes, you got to go right here. You got to close. Mm. Vecino would have never got the ball. Oh, well. Talk <clears throat> Antonio, talk to me about the defense. The defense, defense. Okay, well, Milan defense, uh, we know it, that uh, we have still, uh, you know, uh, on, uh, on a fine-tuning, uh, uh, you know, situation over there. And, uh, you know, again, uh, Rodriguez is now one of the best defenders that we have. To me, I mean, even though Zapata is not a, it's not a wing, I mean, it's not, right a, it's not a right back or left back. Zapata is a, and that's a much better defense than this guy. Musacchio, Musacchio is, you know, he's been growing little by little. He's been not impressing me, but he's been uh, deserving of his position. But for me, if I will have set up the defense, I will have just put uh, uh, Calabria on, uh, on the left and I will, have, uh, I will have Conte on the right. There's hands down. I mean, we have the youth, we have the talent. This Rodriguez over here, he's very good at handling the ball, but uh, just like the way Gaetano just uh, show us to us, he's just not good at just reading the game. Mistakes. No, reading the game in the proper way. Because the mistake, if you know to read the game, you don't make that kind of mistake. Okay, what he did, it induced even Romagnoli to make that mistake because uh, Romagnoli had to second guess himself. I said, what is he doing? This guy, he took him down to the line. Once, uh, you, know, he, you know, that's the only place you do not want to have this guy here crossing the ball from, uh, from uh, outside in. And that's what happened. So, I don't know. To me, he was the main culprit for, uh, for AC Milan on the first goal. It was uh, Rodriguez. What do you think about Piontek? Uh, Piontek was, uh, you know, was, uh, you know, outplayed by Skriniar today uh, because Skriniar, we know, is one of the best defenders. Not that I'm going to be bragging about it, but uh, it was, uh, Piontek was by himself for, uh, for a lot of the time. He had a really, we had with the back, he had the back on, on his goal. He had just been facing, uh, you know, AC Milan coming up and, and he was closely, closely watched by uh, Skriniar and Devray at the same time. At some point they were doubling him, but uh, they, they, they kept him, uh, you know, away from the from the dangerous Piontek, area. That was the most invisible game I've ever seen. I didn't even know he was on the field. That's how so, well. Every player is going to have it. Though. AC Milan, AC Milan tried seven, six or seven times to come to, to build the, the, the play vertically, but then I got to so realize that it was no other way. So they went going either through Suso or they were going on the other side. Even so Suso. Uh, Suso was not really that impressing to me because he made a few mistakes. All, all of AC Milan too. Like a lot of no. times they, they bet on Kessie, they bet on Bakayoko. They uh, Bakayoko on... actually did okay. But uh, what they did, they see, I mean, Inter, Inter came 
him out with his high pressure on the on the ball handler. So uh, that, that was, really they didn't class. make they didn't make AC Milan thinking too much. So the AC Milan had to really make a quick and fast decision. So sometimes you make mistakes in uh, in a situation like that. You mentioned De Vrij. I thought it was very interesting that De Vrij, on Thursday, he was a culprit of -hmm. the mistake that helped Inter go out of the Europa League with his pass back to Andanovic. Mm -hmm. And today, he scores a goal that helps lead the team in the 3-2 win for Inter. So, very good comeback for De Vrij mentally to be stable enough where, listen, we're going into Derby, forget about what happened on Thursday night. It's all about today. So I wanted to give credit to their Well, own. that's what makes a professional. Uh, if you're a professional, and for all the young uh, audience that is listening, and if you're playing, uh, once the game is over, <clears throat> you, need to <clears throat> you need to forget that game and you need to look at the next game. And if you did make a mistake, you need to forget about the mistake that you made, learn from your mistake and move on so that it doesn't affect your next game. And that's what the ride did. That's what makes, that's why it's called a professional. That's what professional do. If you're an amateur, you're still thinking about your mistake that you made the last game and then it carries you on to the next game and that affects your next game. But one thing that I wanted to say about Gattuso uh, after the game, I heard what he said and... Um, uh, there's something to say about Gattuso. Uh, he's always very transparent. He's always very honest uh, on uh, analyzing the game. And if uh, if there is a mistake that he was made, uh, he's the first one to admit it. And he said that um, he said I lost two times. Milan lost two times today. One time we lost on the uh, on the game, and the other time we lost. What happened when Kessie went out of the field? He had uh, an altercation with um, Bilia. with Bilia, and they're starting at uh, um, kind of uh, I guess cursing at one another or screaming at one another, which was everybody saw it on TV and it looked really bad. And Gattuso said, "This is uh, my responsibility. I'm responsible for the locker room. I'm responsible for what happens on the side of the field. It's it's my fault. I have to take care of this." It was very embarrassing for a for a team like AC Milan and for um, this kind of level. He said it looked really bad, and I apologize for it. And then, uh, which was I think a very good move, uh, Kese and Bilia they both went uh, in front of the TV and together. They, together, yeah, it was smart. And they, smart. and they clarified what happened. Uh, Kese said it was uh, the adrenaline was going on. So anybody that somebody, anything that somebody would have told me at that point, I wanted to win the game and I was upset. Nobody has to tell me anything. So, so uh, Bilia said something, you know, and I got very upset. I apologized to Bilia. Bilia is older than me. I should have more respect for Bilia. And then Bilia said the same thing. I'm older. I should have known better. I shouldn't have said anything when he came out of the field because uh, the adrenaline is very high at that point. So I thought that they did a good job with that. I thought I thought that was a very smart move too, and I was gonna comment on that. Um, weird weekend, like Mike, uh, like Mike has said to me before. What did you say, Mike, about the losses this weekend? Oh, <laughs> you see the three people on this table. Three out of the four. Roma lost, Juve lost, and Milan lost. So you guys probably aren't the happiest people. But you didn't Even- win either. <laughs> what did I you win? Roma lost. Roma lost. I know, but I'm a fan of Serie A. Um, he's happy because Manolas didn't play. Oh, That's why he doesn't yeah. care. But Napoli won, so he's, okay. he's happy. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Juventus first loss of their season. season. And if you made me bet on a game, I think in the beginning of the season, you gave me, you said, who would Juve lose to this season? <laughs> and you said, Genoa. The- no, let, let's keep this. Let's make this fun. You said, Genoa, Roma, Inter, Milan. Choose one team that, that, you, that you're going to lose to. Believe it or not, I would say Genoa. For some reason, Juventus in Genoa always has a problem. Hmm. Last five times they played there, they lost three times. Oh boy! What other team can do that? And Genoa is not even you know that great this season. Mm-hmm. You know, very thirteenth place right right now. And they lost Piontek. Um, first first game Ronaldo wasn't called up. You know, actually. Oh, here we go. Well, let's start to cry about Ronaldo that he was not playing today. What are you talking about? We didn't even say anything yet. Okay, but you just said it right now. I just said he wasn't called up. I'm just speaking a fact. I okay. wasn't saying my opinion on it. Oh. And I'll, I'll bring up another That's fact. That's why they lost. No, no, I didn't. I didn't relate to two things. Okay. I'm, right. just, I'm just throwing yeah, it out there. You could interpret it however you want. Yeah, keep throwing out throw something else. Come on, let's see what he has. <laughs> so they were saying, Corriere said that Genoa fans, once they heard that Ronaldo wasn't called up, they wanted their money back for the tickets. Ooh. Because like the kids and stuff, they wanted to go see sure. Ronaldo play. I know there was a there's a miscommunication because some people were saying it was Juve fans, but it was like a lot of the general fans, you know, they're kids, they want to see Ronaldo play. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of them I were upset. They tickets for Pandev, no? No, for Sturaro. <laughs> um, but I think that uh, the entire game, two uh, VAR goals called off. I think they were both uh, correct decisions from from what I remember, uh, especially the Juve one, and then uh, both of them, uh, and then the most unlikely of suspects. Stefano Sturaro, who Juventus just sold for almost 20 million to Genoa, the fee that everybody said, it's a ridiculous price, he's not worth that. The guy came in in 10 minutes, scored the goal that put Genoa 1-0 up. I think at three years at Juve, he scored two goals. He played 10 minutes at Genoa, the guy scores one goal against Juventus. And then of course, of course, Pandev, who always loves to get a goal against Juventus, puts it two up. And I don't think that you could say that Genoa didn't deserve this. Outplayed Juve. Juve looked hungover from the Champions League. Um, again, to me, you keep seeing that the defense is without without Chiellini and Bonucci there. You put Rugani and Casares. Those guys are not. No not Bonucci, enough. no Chiellini. No, no. But, um, I'm saying not them together. They oh. put three in the back, mm. where Casares and Rugani were there. I mean, every week we see. No, they didn't do anything. Nobody did anything. Alec Alexandro does not look like the same player he's been for years. What about Spinazzola? He didn't play today. I, he came in. He came oh. in, but he didn't start. Um, yeah, there's, there's a there's a good question mark. Uh, a good question that is: Should Spinazzola be starting over Alexandro sure. now? Sure. Um, but anyway, credit to Genoa. What what a match from them. And uh, they deserved it because they wanted it a lot more. But first first loss of, of the season for Juve. What do you think? That's about rhyme. I love that. We love that. It's like, uh, let's have a party. You see, you put bad karma. You went to loss in the morning. You got too happy. And uh-huh. then that's why me. But I didn't even know. You're just telling me right now. I just find out right <laughs> now. <laughs> what do you think, Mike? Yeah, I mean, uh, you pretty much said it. Genoa played better in all positions, I think. First of all, the Marassi, we, we said how hard it is to play. They have such passionate fans. But um, Dybala started. Dybala hasn't been playing as much. Dybala started up front with Mandzukic. Uh, their midfield wasn't good. Just all around. And having your captain missing, like uh, Chiellini, uh, trying a different formation with three in the back, uh, it's just not the Juve that you expect. And... It seemed like they didn't care, to be honest. It, they weren't even really trying. I was surprised even Moise Keane didn't, didn't start, which I was very... I expected Spinazzola to start or Moise Keane to well, start. Well, Spinazzola played against Atletico. 
So it made sense why Alexander started. I understood that. But even Bentancourt in the midfield, it wasn't a good game. But I think that Juve fans, you got to take it with a a grain of salt. You know, you're 18 points up. Mm. You're playing against Genoa. And I think that all Juve fans, all they've been saying, oh, we want to win in Champions League. When you got a team like this where the depth in defense is not that good, and even in midfield, up top, yeah, there's a lot of depth. But in Mm. midfield and defense, to sacrifice a game like this for Champions League against Atletico, I think... You'll sign it 15 you million times. You'll be, you, you would never complain. But never you're, nice to you lose, are a little but. bit upset. Come on, be I honest mean, with you. I mean, listen, I'm not used to losing. I got to uh, learn from uh, you yeah, how okay. it feels to lose, but um, <laughs> it is what it is. The only and thing that stung, I think, was losing the first game of the Serie A season. Yeah, Other exactly. That, I feel like to be honest, I wasn't even mad about the loss at first. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's pretty good content for the page. I was like, oh, it's going to be exciting. Um, but then I realized it was the first loss and it was a little bit annoying. But mm-hmm. either way, uh, Jenna deserved it. And when a team deserves it, I think you got to give credit to them, and I think it's hilarious. Then let's that put Stugano it this way: scored. Juve didn't lose; was Genoa that won? No, both, both, both. both okay, both. all right, right. Come on, that's fair. Did you watch the game? No, I didn't watch the game. But um, I mean, it's the, the, you can't win all the games. Yeah. Uh, very in Europe, I think there's only one one team that uh, still hasn't lost. Uh, so it's very very difficult to go unbeaten the whole well, season. That team actually lost. The, what was that? Ajax. Ajax was unbeaten. What about wow. uh, PSG? I'm not sure. Check if PSG is unbeaten. Yeah, in their, I think in PSG their... is the only team that is unbeaten. But anyway, were unbeaten in their season. Anyway, but they you, lost. You, you can you can go unbeaten on the season. It happens very very rarely. So you lose a game, you're 15 points up, and that's no big deal. Isn't and it the, crazy? The, the tension is. Uh, there's a lot of tension that you mm, go mm, week mm. through week, week through week, right. and then and the when you get to 18 points and you just won a big game, you relax a little bit, and that's what happened. No, they actually have one loss. PSG yeah, one I, loss. I, I did. Okay. I thought I remembered that they lost. Yeah. Ajax was was one of the teams I was on so, but How crazy is it though? What does it say about Genoa, who the last five games at home, three wins against Juventus? I don't know any other they, team that has such hey, a great record. They thrive. I mean. Uh, all these fans show up, you know, it's a huge game. They're, they're saying they're playing Juventus. They want to dethrone them. It's just exciting to get extra motivated. And plus, they didn't see Ronaldo. Maybe they're like, maybe we could do it. Maybe but we could so, do it. so do the other no, teams. No, no, I was just going to say that. But there's something. They but, needed the points. They actually needed the points too, right? Genoa needed, needed no. the points. Plantelli, but so does the other, uh, all the other 19 teams, you know, when they play Sampdoria, Chievo, Verona, when they play against... Uh, uh, Bologna when they play against mm. Juventus they all want to beat Juventus they I can't all, put my I can't put like my finger on hardest. it but there's something with Genoa I don't know maybe it's a psychological thing it could be but anyway um, speaking of that of uh, teams I want to win we were watching this game Spal Roma over here in the studio we had our friend who doesn't watch Serie A and he, he sees he's like who's Roma playing he says Spal he flicks his hand like this he's like, come on I said listen when you start playing these lower teams that are fighting to get out of relegation they are the hardest team in the world mm-hmm. to play. Dude, the last five months, they play like all a these, these guys are all making calculations in their head. If we get one point Spa, over here, if we get Spa three points over here. been easy for anybody this year. And, and Spa played good football too and playing in Spa's home and especially against Roma, who we never know who's going to come out. Mm-hmm. Spa wins 2-1. to one, Wow. And this is six points this season picked up against Roma. Over wow. two games, Spa picked oh up six points. God. And you're going to try to tell me that Di Francesco's a problem? I just want to throw out that De Rossi, Pellegrini, and Manolas weren't playing that game. They're all out. And Florenzi. And Florenzi. It was their Roma first first players. game in 31 games that they played without a Roman on the pitch. But was that because uh, this uh, coach Ranieri has decided to bench some of the superstars no. to... Uh, 
No, I think it was, was injuries. Injuries and... Uh, or, or suspensions, mm. I don't uh, So that was a good point that you made uh, about uh, Di Francesco. That proves my point that uh, Di Francesco... That was a mistake to It was to. not the problem. Uh, like I said, I like Di Francesco. Yeah. Huh? Is it a little early, though, to determine that? Even though I do agree with you that they should never sack him. It's about two match days in. Only. Yeah, so, but what happens? Uh, then nothing changed. I mean, uh, you... It's you, two you, match days. Yeah, but you, you lose it. Look, look at what happened in Ma at Manchester United. Look at what happened in Manchester United. That Mourinho left and that team cannot lose a game. I mean, these guys win every game. There was something there with the coach. There was something there in, the, in the locker room. There, there was not, you know, the problem was not the Francesco. That's what I'm trying to say. No, I, I, I'm agreeing with you. I'm just and saying... And now you put a different coach, I, same results. And it's a shame because... Roma, uh, a team like Roma deserves to be in the Champions League, and now it's becoming harder and harder. They're four points from AC Milan. No, six, no, four points, you're right. Lazio, six points. Yeah, four points from AC Milan, but Lazio's got... Two points lower than Roma. Oh, no, one, one, one game, game on hand, right? So they have to play one. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, one game on hand. One game on hand, okay. Mm. So, you know, they still, everybody's still there. Um, but it looks uh, tonight. It looks much better for Napoli. They're breathing because uh, they are. You know, they they were. They have nine points right now. You were you were yeah. getting a little bit too excited know, with that I second know. place. Yeah, AC, you were talking about getting Napoli, and um, yeah, tonight Napoli sleeps a little bit better, and it's between Inter Milan. I think they're gonna go neck and neck. J just to hit on his point about the coach, because you you triggered something in me that I just thought about, which is. When you change a coach during midseason, to me, the only reason you do that is when you really lose a locker room or there's something really toxic there that the coaches bring into the table and you can expect an immediate impact greater than what it is now. So at Manchester United, I think it was very clear mm. and very evident that that was Mourinho. So you get rid of that and you help the team win, be better. Yeah. And at Roma, I don't think that it was clear that it was Di Francesco who was that toxic uh, thing inside the locker room not to say that he was an amazing coach but i don't think that it was necessary but we we touched upon that roma very disappointing um you know fada is scored right did you see Fares, yeah Mohamed Fares got he's, for he's been he's been uh, scoring a lot lately yeah he's you been pretty know, good Mark, you want to say the story what story what do you mean <laughs> come what on what story is he talking about so Marco actually played in the Viareggio Cup like three years ago, right? Yeah, he played he against this kid. A New York team, and he played he played against him. Uh, he was at Ellis Verona. At Ellis time, Verona, right? yeah. Me and him mm. were fighting on the field, yeah, yeah. We were arguing. I I never thought that I would see him out of all the guys on the pitch. I didn't mm. think he would be the one in Serie A. Mm. It made me question myself. I was like, damn, maybe you could have really gone. Like you also played didn't think of Golini. Golini, yeah. Who's at Atalanta? Golini yeah, was Golini. good, but they had a striker. Capoluzzo or something. Capo Man, this guy was phenomenal. We gotta search him out. But I think Fadis, he was playing as a as a right wing, like a right left, forward against us. No, against oh. us. And now they moved him towards like a left back. Because he wasn't that good skillfully, <laughs> but maybe he worked really hard. But he got he did great getting up on on uh, so, on the header. But apparently, if he was playing as, as a left back, he was not left back. You somebody else got left back. He he, he was uh, moved forward. <laughs> That's a dad joke. That's a dad joke. Um, also, there was some controversy on the two penalty kicks on both of them. I there was each oh, yeah, eye was upset. Yeah. I thought the Roma one was pretty soft. Juan Jesus, I felt like it was. On the Petania one, right? I could, I, it is solved, but I could see the argument because Juan Jesus doesn't touch the ball. Um, but Petania's like the strongest guy in the league, yeah, and he felt like really, really. He could have shot him, he still would have stayed out. 
But either way, uh, Petania finishes it. Spal win 2-1. Fairytale ending for them. Um, massive, massive, massive three points for Spal in the race to get saved from relegation. Um, let's see what else we got to talk about. There was... Uh, Napoli won uh, 4-2 two against Udinese. A match where Udinese came back 2-2. But uh, Milik um, did really good. 10 goals in his last 11 league mm. starts for Milik. To me, anytime I watch Napoli play, I always think Milik is the best player. I constantly, no matter what, I always say, this guy's going to score. Who else scored the other two goals? Merton scored. Um, Mike, help me remember Insigne. who else well scored. Z- no, Zielinski's goal didn't count. Calejon scored, and I don't remember um, the fourth one. Uh, but anyway, try to try to load lo- 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 up real quick. Uh, Milik, phenomenal player, and our, our thoughts are with Ospina, who got knocked out during the match. Wow. He took a really nasty hit from his knee to the head, um, and it was a weird situation where the coaching staff didn't know really what to do, and a lot of talking points as to concussions in, in, full, in soccer. I mean, he took a knee that was so hard to the wow. head. They, were, they taped him up. He couldn't keep going. He was, I mean, he went to the hospital. He's in the hospital right he now. Lost, he lost consciousness. He lost consciousness. Oh. Yeah. Well, he was good in the hospital. He was, uh, he was conscious when he went there. So hopefully he was conscious. Serious. But I don't think we know anything yeah, as to how he's doing yet. More reports yet. I'm sure that's, more, uh, more that's a very, very scary. Uh, it happened to me in college. Uh, a knee to I was as I was falling down uh, going forward the midfield the guy came up with the knee and he hit me in the head and uh, I went down and you don't remember the first uh, the first few seconds uh, I told the coach yeah 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 coach I'm okay I'm okay the coach goes get out so I went out and by the time I got to the bench and sat down on the bench I did not know who the name of the team that we were playing. This was in college. I didn't know the name of the team that we were playing. And then they took me to the locker room and I didn't know where I was, but I knew, you know, I knew my, you know, I knew my name. I knew everybody (laughs) around me. I knew my school, but I could not remember how I got there. And when I got, and when we drove, when we drove back to, uh, to the college, on the way back, I did not remember the classes that I went on that morning. And I did not remember what I studied that day. And that was the scariest moment of my life. I did not know the train to take to go home. Oh wow. my God. And, uh, and then the lock, the, um, the trainer said, uh, you're not taking any train. I'm taking you home with the car. And not to the hospital? No, I we went uh, we went. Uh, he goes uh, we'll crazy see, to the hospital. He goes, we'll see how you feel tomorrow. Tomorrow. And um, <laughs> I mean, I I was you know I was you know I was back then. Mike, we're talking yeah. about uh, seventy five years ago. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I know the school, which school I was going. I didn't know the I didn't know the result of the game. I couldn't remember if we were winning or losing. So he took me home. He goes, why don't you go home and you re- you rest. And uh, then we'll see how you're feeling tomorrow. The next day, I stayed in bed the whole day with no lights because the light would bother me. Uh, your... Yeah, I just, uh, I just didn't. I, I closed my eyes and I stayed in bed the whole day. Did you tell your mother? Yeah, my mother. My mother knew and that. She didn't uh, beat the living shit out of you. That uh, something. He doesn't remember. Wrong. Oh <laughs> boy. And then after that, the next day, then I started. I knew. Everything came back. You gotta go. Have you ever gone to check that? I mean, I was so scared. Yeah. Then the next day, I went to get a CAT scan. 
And um, hey, but yo, even now there's a there's a big talking of that in soccer or football they don't take it really seriously. Yeah, you know, concussions and head. I remember I played once and I was assistant coach. And one of our teammates, the kid took such a bad hit to the head. Mm. And, you know, you want to stay on as a player, no matter what. You know, oh, you take no. hits. Come on, and stay on, stay on. And my coach was, you know, he, he coached football and basketball. And he knew. He said, you're going to know. The kid had a concussion. Can wow. The hospital, he had a concussion. He didn't remember anything. But you want to keep playing. And a lot of times you just let hey, them play. Hey, those injuries, uh, they're very, uh, you know, it's in scary. soccer, soccer uh, is unbelievable. We just recently played a tournament in Long Island. Our, our goalkeeper, Tommy. Hey, by the way, Tommy. You uh, you were missed today. Anyway, the Brooklyn Italian today. This is a parenthesis. They won. We won five nothing. So Tommy took a big hit on his hand. He was trying to save to save the ball. It was a very you know close uh, close shot, and he bended all of his hand, and he went up just fracturing his wrist or uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I took a, a a close shot from somebody that I was shooting on the on the goal. I was just on the path, and he hit my face. I was bleeding all over the places. Yeah. So, but uh, for a few seconds, like Atana was saying before, I didn't know what I was. And then, uh, you know, after five or six seconds, I started to, to get to come up, uh, come out on my senses. And I said, OK, all right, that's fine. So, but I took myself out of the game because yeah. I said, I, you never know. So uh, when I when I broke my nose, too, it was a head on collision with the guy. Mm-hmm. He headed backwards. I headed forwards, Ooh. and it hit my head so hard. Everybody was telling me you were fine. But I knew even they thought I had a slight concussion, too, just mm-hmm. because of, you know, your nose and everything's oh, yeah. connected. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, did you, anybody score? I Antonio called me. He said that you played really bad. You had an own goal today. No, <laughs> well, don't I? So I just, he had, he actually had a lucky shot. He took the ball. He took a big shot. The ball was going outside, and then all of a sudden the wind. He felt sorry for him. I said, let me just help him out. So, ooh, he took the ball of your so father. Ju- so just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> My back is hurting. Just for, for the record. I got the ball right over here. <laughs> I got the ball right over here. I took a shot from here, and the ball went into this upper corner. The goalkeeper into oh. this upper corner here. So the ball went up, and then it came down on the in the. Okay, it, so it, I was it, right. It, it, it I was, was right. A, right. It was yeah. not a lucky shot. You sound like Handanovic. Handanovic blamed the, the wind, wind. Uh, when Muriel scored the free kick. Mm. He said it was the wind that, that helped him score. Nice job. Nice job. What? Oh. <laughs> he still has a concussion. He still has a concussion. Where am I? <laughs> anyway, we're joking now, but hopefully Ospina, um, he, he makes yeah. a full recovery. Um, and Napoli have some really good goalkeepers, uh, namely Medet, nobody else that I can remember. So Medet will, will be able to do the job. Um, anyway, Moise, Moise Keane got called up to the national team. And uh, with Fabio Quagliarella, a little bit of a talking point where Balotelli and Belotti both dropped. Um, what do you mean dropped? Like they didn't get, they didn't called, get called up. Oh, that's very upsetting. Oh, I was hoping for Balotelli to be called up Be-Belotti again. Belotti, I'm not upset about. No, Belotti, no, I don't really well, care. Baldo's been doing pretty good. At He's been doing really well at Marseille. All right, take it easy. Score two goals. Take it easy. All right, hey, it's more than two goals. So, hey, I would have liked to see Balotelli Quagliarella. Up top, no, even with, even with the new kid with Moise Keane. I would like it. I would like it a lot. Um, I'm happy that King got called up. I think that the the merit of that uh, deserves so. Also, Calabria and Meret are with the U21s. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are asking about that. Um, so yeah, the the calls are interesting, and, and we'll, we'll go into that a little bit um, further. There was one funny thing today. Uh, Moise, um, not Moise Keane. 
uh, Balotelli played against PSG, Marseille against PSG. Mm. He said that Mar- um, Balotelli, every every time he scores, he's been doing something funny as a celebration. Mm-hmm. So first time he went on Instagram live, mm-hmm. and then the second time he did rock, paper, scissors against his teammate. Today, they said he was wearing a Rashford Oh, I don't know if it was a Manchester United jersey or just Rashford on it. <laughs> under, under against, the jersey, because if he if he scored against PSG, he was gonna lift it up and it says Rashford because Rashford, Rashford scored, scored the winner against PSG. Oh my god! To put him out of oh my god! That's what they were saying today. But he didn't score, did he? But he did. Oh, that's too bad. He's an instigator, though. He's a troublemaker. That's not good. Well, he didn't get to do it. He didn't do it. Okay. It's rumors that, that he that he I would have loved to see it. I mean, it's fun stuff. It's funny. Come on, man. Mm. I think it's there's respect for <laughs> <Yeah>. Anyway. <laughs> Let, let's move on to fan questions because mm. we have um a lot of fan questions. Let's start with Luca Carbone. He says, What is the next step for Daniele Rugani? Very good question. I think you should move I think Juventus should sell him because he's not a Juventus caliber player so uh, he can play in a, in a in a game like I mean in a team like Sampdoria like uh, Genova like uh, I don't know Bologna Atalanta. Atalanta you know he's he's a good player don't get me wrong but I don't think he's a Juventus caliber there was player a lot of hype from, I would say loan but he he had so many chances and he never really proved himself I, mm. I, I don't think he can continue at Juve to be honest he needs more playing time and he has to go to a mid table club yeah yeah, it's a sh- it's a shame that uh, you know they didn't keep Benatia until the end of the season, and they decided to give him away because they could have used him now. Well, Benatia uh, wanted to leave. Yeah. Benatia wanted to leave. Yeah, because he wasn't play. playing, and now you he know, the, the, yeah, he could have played a lot more. Anyway, no, I, I agree. I think Rugani is uh, he, he will be on the way out. I I like Rugani just because. You know, credit to him. He's he's a serious professional. Mm. He never creates tension in the locker room. And for a young kid, he's extremely, extremely mature. But to me, he simply doesn't have it. And I think that he's had more than enough time. And and there's been fair time for him to show. Um, and he's he's agreeingly stayed stayed on the bench. You know, nothing, no credit, mm. discredit to him. But I do agree with you. I think that it's time <clears throat> it's time for Juventus to get serious on building on top of who's going to be there for Chiellini because it's not going to be Rugani. You got to get somebody better. Delete whoever you're going to get. Maybe they can teach De Chilio to play center too. No, 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 no. Enough of your jokes. <laughs> um, Dorian says, should Milan keep or sell Suso? I think they should keep him. I think they should sell him, man. Even though I think he's joint uh, assist in Serie A right now. He might be a second place now. He's, I think Ronaldo he's so had more than him. Ronaldo's yeah. one more. He's so invisible, so inconsistent. That's all I gotta say. I don't think he's a Milan player. He's not, nah, good. He's not good enough. I think they 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 it's a good good uh, good value player for AC Milan on the right wing. Well, uh, there are very few players that know how to dribble and uh, and put in a cross, and I think he does it a lot uh, with his right foot and with his left, left foot when he cuts uh, and he goes left, 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 and then he puts those crosses in that cut. They're mm-hmm. always dangerous. And today, a couple of his crosses were very yeah. dangerous. So, I, no, I would keep him. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, Tony Roma says, thoughts on Balotelli not getting 
called up to the national team That's despite bad. performing. Uh, I, like, I like Balotelli. Balotelli is an icon that we have. It's somebody that we, we brought up from the very young uh, age. And, uh, you know, it's a product of, of Italy, of the playing in Inter first. And Brescia. then he played Brescia, AC Milan. And then he went to the, to the Manchester City for that brief uh, period because Mancini was the coach back then. But, you know, we should value. Those are the players that we should be valuing because uh, this is the product of Italy. It's like, uh, you know, uh, you have the bread that, uh, you know, we make with, uh, with the grains that we grow in our own land. So why, why would you take Balotelli out of this uh, squad? Yeah, so I, agree with you. I think he brings a lot of confidence to the yeah. squad. Yeah. We need goals. We need wow. goals. Balotelli yeah. brings goals. Yeah, he's a great person. Yeah, it's, it's good. He's a, a fun guy yeah, just to keep the locker's room happy and all the stuff. Did but he, we love you, Mario, at least. Yeah, hey, I, Mario. Mario Telli autographed my, uh, my AC Milan stuff. And uh, he's a gentleman, you know. Outside of the field, Balotelli is a nice guy. He's one of the nicest guys yes. that you want to be around. Very nice. Uh, I think he's. Uh, no, I don't think so. With no, that's defense. not true. It's a, it's a Milan fan. I don't know. I that's not true. It's a Milan fan. He got caught once. Yeah. He got caught once this. watching them while he was playing an Inter into oh. the uh, watching the AC Milan game with his all AC Milan socks and. Uh, and uh, what were we gonna say? No, I was gonna say is I'm I'm sure he's a nice guy uh, off the field, but uh, we're all nice guys too. Right? He hasn't. <laughs> we're not a national. It team. doesn't seem like he has matured uh, uh, inside the field, and until you mature and you're responsible, um, I don't think he's ready for the national team. He's got to show more to me to be called in the national team. I would like him to be. Honest, I just think that we need goals and and we need yeah. good players. So mm -hmm. I think so, but. I understand that we don't see the full picture. At least I, I, I will think about Balotelli like an extra like option. It seems like in the last couple of, uh, couple of goals that he scores, he's having a little bit more fun. I remember that he was always upset. Yeah. He was always he, when he was with Inter, even though when he scored, even when he scored a he goal. He never celebrated. Yeah, he never celebrated. He was always upset. He spoke about that. Do you remember back then he said, the, do you remember why, why he yeah. said why he doesn't no. celebrate? He says that, he goes, Scoring goals is my job. He goes, when when the mailman delivers your mail, does he celebrate? Mm -hmm. He said he's just doing his job. So uh, then they asked him, somebody said, but you said this, why are you celebrating now? He goes, oh, the other day the mail the mailman brought the mail to my house and he celebrated. So I said, why not start celebrating? <laughs> he said, you gotta, you gotta give yeah, it. Oh, he's yeah. a charming guy. Yeah, yeah, you can see he hasn't matured yet. You know what it I'm, is. I'm hoping, I'm hoping for him yeah. that he's having fun and, uh, you know, that's the way it should be. Anyway, um, let us know in the comments below. Uh, Roberto says, do you think that Napoli can beat Arsenal in the Europa League? That's a tough one. Hands down, 100%. You know what's surprising? They Hands were actually, down. ESPN and everybody was actually saying that Napoli, I think on the bookies, they were favorites. Which Absolutely. Was very what do you mean very surprised? I'm Napoli. Surprised they said that. I would think Napoli that they would also say Napoli's got a Arsenal. lot of talent. If they just, if they work their way based on what the, the formation that Ancelotti would put on the field, Napoli's got it basically has got very little weakness anyway. There is zero Walmart. Ah, Listen, a little bit defensively, a little bit defensively, <laughs> but uh, the midfield and, and, and uh, the, the attack line of Napoli, it's second to no one, I would say. Mike? Um, I'm scared of the Napoli we're going to see because the second leg against Eintracht, no, not Eintracht. Who they no, play? Salzburg. Salzburg, Red they played horrendous. However, we're almost scared that they're, they're going get, to get kicked out. But the first leg they played great. I mean, if they play how they've usually been playing against PSG, against Liverpool, I definitely think they're favorite. The thing that scares me about Arsenal is they play very quick, high-tempo, fast. 
a football and Napoli's defense sometimes gets yeah. caught up a lot. Their attack so is strong, was, right? Yeah. Yeah. Obama Young is but a great player. Uh, if they had a three coolie bali, if they had a three coolie bali, yeah. yeah. they would probably. They want to concede a goal and say, yeah, 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 okay. And so well, yeah, unfortunately, they only have one, so. I think that uh, they have a coach uh, which is going to prepare the game and he's not scared. So that, that does a lot that transmits to the players. And uh, if uh, Milik could, could uh, come through with a uh, couple of goals, I think that they're going to go through. Napoli is going to go through. Mm-hmm. We got a very interesting, unique question. I'll call it from Wachtin. Mm. He says, would you rather have on your team Piontek and Lautaro Martinez starting up top, or would you rather Icardi and Cutrone starting on top oh of your God. team? I forgot about Cutrone. Uh, that's not even close. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your, who is it? It's not even close. Of course, you would like to have uh, Piontek and, uh, and Lautaro Martinez. I mean, do you, do you see this kid? This kid is 22 years old. Today, he, he took a penalty in the derby. He had the courage and the leadership to take the penalty. He had the assist. I mean, the guy fights. He's, he's, he's very good. And Piontek is the very, uh, very good center forward. So uh, to me, it's uh, not even close. I have absolutely I actually, no doubt in my mind who Antonio is going to pick. I'll tell you what. To me, it's a 50-50 decision. To me, Cutrone, Cutrone and Icardi. Not bad, right? Wait, wait, wait. Watch this. I'll make it not a 50-50. Vanda's included in the Icardi. Oh, and then I'll take Vanda, <laughs> Cutrone, and all the stuff. I'll take Cutrone, Vanda, and, uh, and, uh, and Icardi. Oh, absolutely. Easy. Yeah, easy. easy. Easy pick. Yeah, I'm probably going to go with Piontek and Lautaro. Right yeah. now, they're very informed, so why not? Eh. I would do the same thing, too. Mm. I would do the same thing. Um, interesting question. Okay, we got another one from Paka Yoko. Mm. Paka. Paka Yoko. Paka Yoko. Is it his cousin? Yeah. No, this guy, pa- he packs everything together. <laughs> You get it, Paqueta and Pacayoko. Yeah, you're right. It's a, it's, you're right, Pacayoko. Oh, I like that. I like that. So what's the question? <laughs> he says, if you have failed to win the Champions League, is the Ronaldo project a failure? Yes. Absolutely as, as not. Season, yeah. That's yes. There's definitely benefits. Like, uh, no, no. Like his question is, Go ahead. is the Ronaldo project a failure? That's his question. Yes. Well... You can see it in a different sentence. In term of technical, in, te- in, in technical failure. term, failure. it's a failure, Total. yes. Because, you know, you bring a player like that only to win. So if you, feel, if you do not you. win, you fail. No, that's hey, not it's true. either black or no, white. No, no, what no, is that? Because, because you, sold, you sold $100 million worth of no, shirts? No, 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 it's not Who that. cares? Because you We're selling $100 million worth of agriculture shirts over here. <laughs> so what does that make us? I don't know. Where You're getting the $100 million into yeah. your bank account, maybe. Hey, by the way, guys, let's hey, repeat it again. There's no more sales over here no, so no far. This stuff here is going off the shelf. Okay, Just, wait, wait. Right. I want to I wanna debate that because yeah. I completely disagree. Because I think that Ronaldo Ronaldo has taken Juventus from that level of, of a team. You were there. We went to go play the other day. Right. Did you see, how many Ronaldo shirts did you see? People that never would watch Juventus, would never be fans of Juventus, are Ronaldo fans. Now, the kid down the block over here that was a Real Madrid fan last year, I saw him right after the Atletico game. He was going crazy. He said, it's the happiest day of my life. Ronaldo scored three goals. Juventus go through. Mm-hmm. Juventus is my team. That's what Ronaldo brought. So, yes, you want to win the Champions League, but I would not never say that it's a failure because he's taken to Juventus in a whole new dimension. 
That's why I'm saying there's different. In terms of, but I know, but as a failure. Wait a moment, wait. I'm not saying that, but Mike, I'm not saying that Ronaldo is a failure. It's Juventus as a project is a failure because, you know, you bring in a player but of a caliber like that. He's saying you, the Ronaldo project. Yeah, maybe, and that's what I'm maybe, saying. Maybe, to me, it would be a failure if you don't win because that's a project. Okay. The UCL competition will be a failure, but overall, there's but That wasn't his question. That wasn't his question. Well, project. Listen, was on a, Ronaldo project. a project, when it comes to a, com a completion, you have to see the final product. If the final product is not a win, it's a loss. I'll say right now. It's either you win or you lose. So if you don't win the Champions League, you lost. No. So the project is a failure. Absolutely not. I, I think that even if you looked at it in six months terms, what, what he's brought in terms of marketability to the club has been phenomenal. What were you going to say? Well, the, the project is not one year. This project is... Uh, yeah. So 10 a, years. So we went for Ronaldo to become 45 years. It's a four-year project. Yeah. So you have to determine that after four years. Yeah. He's saying if Juventus didn't win the Champions League. This year. No, he doesn't say. He didn't say this year. Yeah, didn't say this yeah year. but technically, that's he what he the, meant. <laughs> he said the project. The project is a four-year project. Ronaldo is going to be there so for four years. So if they didn't years. win the Champions League for four years. Then it's a... Then it's a uh, yeah, then uh, it could, it's a failure for the champion for the uh, yeah, Champions the League. Champions. But that's not that's his question. You guys but, are nitpicking. But listen, uh, let me just see if I can read better what what he's trying to say. This guy that's here. What's his simple. name? Pakayoko. Pakayoko. No, it's very simple. Pakayoko is the Ronaldo project. When you when when Agnelli, Nedved, Marotta, and Allegri sat at the table and they said, "Guys, we're going to sign Ronaldo," the project is tenfold. It's let's try to win the Champions League. Let's try to continue our dominance in Italy. Let's expand the marketability of our club. Let's set, let's gain new fans. Let's get to new territories. Let's do all this stuff. So it's not a failure. But anyway, okay. I understand what you're it is, saying. Here's the point. Here's the point. Let, let's conclude. Let's Mike, conclude no, no, no. Here. This is the point. It's like you're trying to bake a cake and you just bring, okay, let's make the eggs, the flowers, this and that. And then what do you do on, on the top? Then you put a, a red pepper, hot pepper into the cake. What kind of cake are you going to make that? So what I'm saying, every ingredient counts. So Ronaldo was the ingredients to make the frosting of the cake the and the cherry on top. So if that cherry turns out to be, instead of being the cherry, it's the pepper, the hot pepper, and you just take a bite into the hot pepper as a whole. This is not what I said. I expected. So yeah, you're smart. You move the pepper off, and you enjoy the rest uh, of the cake. Not by that. So um, if you don't win, if you don't win with Ronaldo, to me, it's the project is a failure. Jake says, "Who has more potential, Moiskin or Patrick Cutrone?" Right now, it looks like Moiskin. Five months ago, he was Cutrone. It's gonna keep going. Cutrone. Mm, no, I I think uh, this kid has uh, got more of a future than because Cutrone has been in the league now for a few years. And uh, yeah, two years, and he, he can start a game. I mean, he, he would only start a game if he scores two goals, and then they'll start him for one game, and then they put him back in the bench. So, um, Moiskin, I think, looking at the um, at his future, I think this kid is gonna have a he's in the national team. Uh, but Moiskin is not starting already. games either, Gaetano. He's no, not starting he's 18 game either. We're talking about. At Juventus and at yeah. Milan, there's a lot more competition in the attack, at least. Yeah, um, I think that I think Keane has more um, natural ability and talent uh, with the ball, but mm -hmm. I think that Cutron has still got that hunger to him, and I think it's hard to measure where your potential is. Uh, John, what lineup and formation does Italy go with on Saturday? If they go with the four-three-three, will they possibly start with Bernadeschi, Chiesa, Zaniolo? Or um, will they start with a true number nine and bump Zaniolo back, possibly forcing Barella out? 
I think we got a lot of options. I think um, all of these guys that he mentioned, Bernadeschi has proved that he wants to play at the top level, that he deserves to be in the national team, and I think we could start to see him as a starter. Mm. Chiesa, same thing, and Zaniolo, same thing. And I think with Barella, Jorginho, Verratti, oh. there's a lot of options for our team, and there's a lot of possibilities, and this is an opportunity to experiment. We need to score goals. We have a serious problem scoring goals. We got Quayetella now. We need to play him. Keen, whoever could score goals, they need to play. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I, I think what after what Bernadeschi showed the other day uh, with Juventus, I would put uh, Bernadeschi, Quagliarella, Chiesa. That's the starting three up front. And then Zagnolo, Zagnolo Barella. right behind. Right behind. Um, yeah, there's, there's uh, but, uh, Zagnolo doesn't have to start. Really? Yeah, doesn't have to start. Mm. Um, Tony Roma, another question. Um, he says, question for Gaetano. With Monchi gone, is Sabatini the right person to take his place and continue what, what he started with Roma from the beginning? Sabatini, uh, he was, uh, to me, he was one of the best uh, team managers, uh, but I'm not sure that he will, uh, you know, he will come back. But would he be the right man? Let's oh, he would be the right man. I think Sabatini would be the right man for any team because the, the guy is, is brilliant. So, yes. Mm. Yes. Um, by the way, Monchi, he didn't go to Arsenal. He went back to Sevilla today. They announced it. Wow. Back where he started. Mm. Um, last, not last question. This is a, we always choose a random question because mm-hmm. we got a lot of funny ones. Evan says, in a boxing match, who would win, Antonio or Spalletti? <laughs> <laughs> I put my money on Antonio. He would rip his head off. <laughs> Listen, yeah, I'll, I'll say this. If the boxing match was today, with the amount of rage that you had after this win, you would have definitely, and Spalletti got thrown off. I think you would win hands down. He wouldn't stand a chance against you. Honestly. How do you feel about that? I I I I'll stay I'll stay quiet. <laughs> what do you think? That's all you really uh, I'm not into boxing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> He's just into yapping and yeah. yelling. <laughs> and you will win. I will win definitely. Okay. I think you will win. I think Spalletti would run away with my mouth. I would just yes. curse the living shit out of him. <laughs> um. I got another question. I got the last question. Um, two questions. Do Milan need a real coach? Nope. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. We can see... Is the high of that guy. Unfortunately. was out coached by Spalletti today, and you can see Reno still hasn't improved on his tactics. I think Milan need that extra thing in a coach. I love Gattuso. He's good. Us wrong. <laughs> look look I left. Think, uh, I, I don't know how, how much longer he can last. If Milan go to Champions League, I don't think you can have someone that doesn't know tactics as well. Mike, what have you been drinking lately, Mike? <laughs> Sorry, Antonio. <laughs> Mike, what have you been drinking lately? I'm just saying. Some just sort saying, of Kool-Aid? I'm just saying it as it is. As it That's is? What I think, yeah. That's what I think, at least. No, uh, Gattuso is, uh, I mean, from the beginning of the season, which I thought he was not going to make it, uh, I think he's, um, he's doing much, much better, but uh, it hasn't really... He's got to show me more until the end of the season to, to be there for the next year. Okay, last question. But I one wanna... thing about Gattuso, which I said it before, I like his uh, transparency. I mean, he's very honest when he, you ask him a question, he will answer the question, and he will, he will assume his responsibility if he makes a mistake, he will tell you, hey, I made a mistake. Oh, yeah. he's which definitely is, the first one. Yeah, which is, uh, I like that. And you hate that in a coach that, that always puts excuses. I don't, I don't, I don't hate a cat too, so I no, never no, said no. that. you hate a coach that oh, makes Oh, which excuses. is Paletti, yeah, there's Paletti yeah, type. I was, I was yeah. leading that up for you. Yeah. Okay, last question. I don't want us to get too heated on yeah. this one. 
take a cool mind. Is Skriniar a better center back than Romagnoli? Both similar in age. Both been playing regularly. Oh, I don't have to think about it that much. I think he is. Uh, especially about uh, Romagnoli today. Mm, yeah, he's, he was not on his game today. I, he, he, made, he made a few mistakes. Well, I've seen Romagnoli and Skriniar playing excellent game and sometimes none as good uh, as excellent games. So both of them, uh, from time to time, they lack consistency. So uh, I will say that they just uh, no, right no, there, no, neck no, and no, neck, no. neck no, and no. neck. You got to give me an answer. No, it's Romagnoli for me. Um, Romagnoli. I'm going to say, for me, I think that Skriniar, after Chiellini and Koulibaly, who to me are still mm. the top two in Serie A, I would say Skriniar's the next. And because he's younger, I just put him there. I think that Skriniar, he's an unbelievable defender. He reads the game. He's aggressive. He's never scared. I rarely ever see him make a mistake. He could do the physical game. He could do everything. The guy's got it all. Yes. And Romagnoli, yes, I do like Romagnoli mm. a lot. But I, I think that Skriniar, Materazzi today said that um, Skriniar on a one-on-one, one, one, he'll eat up any any striker, any forward. He's unbelievable. By the way, the was Romagnoli called in by Mancini? Yeah, yeah. But so. is he gonna is he a starter on the Italian national team? No, I'm sure he should What are you be. talking yeah, about? That guy's much better needs, than, uh, than uh, Bonucci. He should be a starter. But to go to the point, to me, Skriniar is a better I, overall I, than I Romagnoli. they're both really great. And they are both really great. They're, they're really, they're really great. I think Skriniar takes the edge. I just feel like he has that extra, that extra craziness. Like he's cra like almost like Chiellini. He's possessed. Like Chiellini yes. will smack his head against the wall. I feel <laughs> like Skriniar would do that. Like he wouldn't be scared of going a 50-50 tackle. He screams when he gets the ball. He reminds like, me of a young Chiellini. He slide tackles. He goes crazy. I just love it. It gives you that extra, that extra something that, that you favor in a center back. But also more technical too because he plays uh, center midfield for, uh, for his country. So, uh. He he's got a little bit more technique. I, I told Peter right after right after the game. I said, "Listen, Pete, we want to do the swap. We want to do Skriniar and DiBala with some cash on the side. I wouldn't be opposed to it because Juventus need need to figure out their uh, their center back uh, issues. Uh, you mean yeah, money money on Juventus on top of the on top of I mean, Skriniar? Peter was, Peter was arguing the other way. I was arguing one DiBala way. is twice as much as Skriniar for me. Anyway, um, good podcast, guys. As always, thank mm. you, thank you, thank you for watching. Uh, another good episode. Let me just uh, finish with my rant. Okay, guys, for all the AC Milan fans, don't worry about it. We lost today. It's not the end of the world. Don't feel depressed because, you know, <laughs> depression is not going to get you anywhere. Just keep faith because AC Milan, we're going to leap over Inter again. I hope Peter is listening to this one here. So by the time you come back, Pete, <laughs> you might be again below us. So we don't know I'm when is he coming back. He's coming back next week. Okay, yeah, next good. week. So, yeah, unfortunately, bit. I'm not going to be at the next uh, couple podcasts because I'm traveling to Italy. I'm going to try to do something uh, uh, on the corner of Cassano's house. I'm going to try to make a couple things happening. And uh, I wish if he's in Bari, I'm going to knock at his door, at his house door. In Bari I got the crazy yeah. guy again. He's coming for me. <laughs> and I'll see if I can get. Uh, actually, I'm going to make an interview for him if he's in Bari, in, uh, in Barese. Well, uh, and then I'm going to translate it. Well, I'm going to have to translate it, which is very similar to Greek, uh, uh, Greek language. <laughs> so, uh, guys, you got to play him in tennis. I want to see Cassano versus oh. Antonio in tennis. I think wow. it would be amazing. Because he, he plays tennis. He's big oh, on yeah. tennis. And you're big on tennis. So, so guys, again, Marco, we don't have any sales for this week. No. So, But we're coming out with a new product, right? Very which soon. product yeah, are we yeah. coming? Very soon. Uh, well, let's not make an announcement. So we're coming out with new merchandise, new product. And uh, uh, do you want to say anything else, Gaetano? No, no. Five stars. Five. Oh. <laughs> 
Okay, five just five stars. stars, okay? Beautiful. Guys, follow our, our social medias at Italian Football TV on Instagram and at IFTV Official on Twitter because yeah. Antonio is going to be sending us these videos and we'll be posting them in lifetime. Dude, is this stuff you're running at the it's bottom of the, the bottom, screen? It's on the top, it's okay. on the corner. I'm asking those things because I never watch the podcast because I don't need to watch the podcast. I trust you guys watching us. So uh, I, believe, I believe that uh, we are uh, on top of the money. Okay? Very good. As always, thank you for watching. We'll talk to you soon. Ciao, Ciao guys. guys.